again, and welcome to the Prairie Track and Field Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Enerson. I'm your other host, Cameron Rail. And Cam, what are we going to be talking about today? And we're just going to be talking about a couple of the stud high school athletes from North Dakota who've uh, decided to sign to run collegiately, and uh, we just want to talk about recruiting. We have a lot of recruits across the state, a lot of people that have just signed with programs. And we want to just give them a little highlight, a little shout out, because it's a big deal. Continue your running post high school to make that big jump into the collegiate running scene. And so, yeah, we want to make sure that these people get the recognition that they deserve. And as we were thinking about this episode, Cam, I was having flashbacks to when we were seniors in high school, kind of what our recruiting trail looked like. I remember a little bit about yours, but do you just kind of want to give us a little overview, a little synopsis. I'm definitely going to interject when I feel that there is something that needs to be explained a little bit more or if there's like the outside perspective, like my perspective. Yeah. But yeah. Tell us, give us a brief overview of what 2014, well, I guess it would have started 2013. Yeah. But 2013, 2014 Cameron Rail had going through his head when he was trying to figure out where he was going to go to school. If I knew then what I uh, know now, uh, I think I would have approached it a lot differently. Uh, I really had had no idea what to expect. All I knew was that I really enjoyed running. Uh, it's something I wanted to continue doing. And it, is, it was something that I was starting to find uh, a little bit of success in. I knew that most schools had like a recruiting page or like a questionnaire. So I'd filled a couple of those out to a couple of schools that I thought uh, were interesting that I wanted to go to maybe location wise uh, and also had a degree that I wanted and a program that uh, looked like would be a good fit for me. I want to interrupt you there. So you mentioned recruiting questionnaire. Now for some of our listeners who are high schoolers probably have no clue what that is. Now, if we've got coaches or parents or just fans in general, they probably don't know too much about recruiting questionnaires. Hopefully, we've had some people that have been through a track and field program. So maybe just by listening, they're getting some good nostalgia and they're getting some good memories flooding back about their recruiting. But tell us about some of like a recruiting questionnaire. What is it? Should these kids be filling these out? Yeah, fill, I mean, fill out as many as you can. Most... Um, most schools, I mean, I'm pretty sure all actually will on their website will have, um, you know, a tab on their, their team's website page. It just says recruiting questionnaire. And it's just a little, like you fill out your GPA, you fill out uh, your major, you know, some of your hobbies and activities. It's basically like submitting like a resume, but they have it all lined up for you. You put your PRs in there and it just shows the, the coaches and the staff of the program that you're interested and is really like the best way to get your name out there. Yeah, it's so much different. We've talked, and specifically you have been quoted on this podcast about saying how a track is unique and the recruiting is so unique. It's not football, volleyball, basketball, where you might have a coach always showing up to a meet or coaches reaching out to you. You have to be your own advocate in this sport. I mean, I guess, I guess like the next step after filling out the, the questionnaires was just getting in touch with, with coaches. Uh, I mean, you can always send them an email. Their emails and phone numbers are usually also on the same website where the recruiting questionnaire is. After filling out those, just started hearing from a couple coaches. I really only heard from, from two schools, University of Sioux Falls, 
in Sioux Falls and then NDSU. Uh, and so from there, just talked to the coaches, set up a time to, to go down and, and visit the campus, did that the campus tour, met with an academic advisor and, and with the coaches and um, got to tour facilities and, and meet guys on the team and, and just kind of get a feel for, for what it would be like being uh, both at, at NDSU and at Sioux Falls, I guess, in my case. And, and this is where like I had no idea what was going on. Really had no idea what the difference between D1 and D2 was. I really had no idea like the Summit League, the conference that NDSU is in, was. I had no clue. I, I knew Sioux Falls wasn't going to be uh, right for me. Uh, just because they didn't have the the major I wanted. Uh, they didn't have like the academic program that I was looking for, um, even though I, I really did like the guys on the team and uh, seemed like they were a, a pretty successful team that was growing and, and stuff like that. So that kind of just left left NDSU for me and um, had had good good academics, had the major that I wanted, had um, a good team. Yeah, when, when it was all said and done, I – I said, "Hey, I think I'm gonna come to NDSU," and uh, that was that was that, I guess. So, I said I would add some stuff. So, what I remember from your senior year, I think you had already committed at this point. But I love telling this story about your hair, your senior year. You yeah. had you had the long hair going, and then you cut it into a mullet. And I all I remember was you doing some workout on Cushman and rocking the mullet. And there was a soccer game that was about to start, and you were getting cat called from the bleachers about your mullet by whatever soccer team was there visiting. And that has nothing to do with you being recruited, but it's just a really good thing I want to point out. That's, that's very true. Were you there? Were you there at the track when that was happening, Ryan? Or do you just remember I, that from me telling you? No, I, I witnessed the whole thing go down. Every time, oh. you, every time you came on the home stretch, it was getting cat called. <laughs> hey, mullet man. Mullet man. Yeah, was, I think it was like the West Fargo – girls soccer team or something and I was just like I was in the zone man I was getting ready for state I was going to be a ch- the state champ you know I didn't have time to mess around so I was just doing my strides and they're just like yeah just calling me out oh so the mullet left for state couldn't have couldn't have the distraction <laughs> oh man you've brought it back a few times though I have yeah with much success yeah so maybe it's time again. We'll see. Hey, if you think I should bring the mullet back, go – wait, are we on iTunes, Ryan? We or are. Apple, Apple Podcast ad app, yep. Yep. All right. If you guys want to see the mullet make a comeback, we need you to do one simple thing. We need you to go to the Apple Podcast app, go to Prairie Track and Field Podcast, give us a five-star review, in the comments, right, Cameron needs to have a mullet again. And if we get 10 five-star reviews by Christmas, I will get a mullet and we'll post a picture of it to our Instagram. Ryan, why don't, why don't you tell us a little bit uh, about your recruiting experience? When I look at the two of us, I feel that we have two different recruiting stories because you were a pretty high-distance running recruit, definitely one of the top in the state when it came to your events. And for me, I was not. I do remember being able to go on an official visit, and that was like my foot in the door. And I had to work hard to get that official visit. 
I talked to the coaches quite a bit, sent them emails. I went to as many NDSU track and field camps as I could my sophomore and junior seasons, trying to just get my name out there and show that I was interested and maybe I had a little bit of opportunity to develop into a, whatever athlete they needed me to be, whether that was a hurdler or like a multi, like I ended up becoming. But that official visit was everything for me, being able to go there and show them, as you mentioned earlier, how bad I wanted to run track and my seriousness and that, yeah, I wanted to do it so bad. After that visit, I didn't hear back from NDSU for quite a while. It really depended on how many other people they signed. I was told that maybe I could have a preferred walk-on spot, but that was all they could guarantee. And so I played the waiting game a long time just to see if there would be a spot for me, if there wasn't going to be a spot for me. And it, time was ticking. It was getting pretty late in my senior year, and I still hadn't heard from them. And I'll never forget the call. I was at my friend Josh's house. We were studying for the AP Calc exam, but I got a phone call from Coach Keller, and Stevie said, hey, man, I think we've got an extra spot if you want it. No guarantees. We can't guarantee you anything, but if you want to give it a shot, we'd love to have you try. And that phone call changed my life because I was able to go to NDSU, give it a shot. That whole fall of my freshman year, I wasn't sure if I was going to make the cut to be on the roster or not. And luckily I did, and it worked out. People think that in recruiting, the thing that sticks out the most is your, your times or how successful you are, how many state championships or conference titles you've won. But I would, I would say just as much as, as those things is, is you uh, showing that your desire to compete and give your everything. And, and this is like in the recruiting process. And once you have like shown up on campus, coaches can figure it out pretty quick, regardless of what level recruit you are, if you're a hard worker and if you really want to be there. We'll transition here into our next segment. Like we said, we wanted to give some very special shout outs to some of our recent North Dakota high school runners and throwers and jumpers and sprinters, and you name it. But we want to give a quick shout out to our recent commits. So people that are from the state of North Dakota that committed anywhere. So I'm going to start things off, and these are in no particular order. This is just as we were digging, we were going on the different schools' websites and found them. Right away, uh, first on the list, we have Megan Ford from Jamestown. Megan just won her third cross-country title at the Class A level, and she is committed to Furman University. Congratulations, Megan. Yeah, enjoy winters in North Carolina. <laughs> uh, the next commit that uh, we have is Kale Lorenz from my high school that I went to, Grand Forks Central. Uh, he's going to be uh, competing at Minot State uh, next fall, so congrats, Kale. Next on the list, we have Annika Stansbury from West Fargo, Cheyenne. Annika is committed to uh, further her education and athletics at North Dakota State University. Go Bison. If I remember right, she took third at the Class A cross-country state meet a couple weeks ago. So congrats, Annika. Uh, another commit to NDSU, Go Bison, uh, from Fargo-Davies is Ellen Donnett. Congratulations, Ellen. Next on the list, we have Gavin Hout from Jamestown, alongside Megan Ford. Got another Jamestown runner making the jump. Gavin is committed to St. Thomas University down in Minneapolis. Also joining Eric Anderson, hurdler from Fargo North, who was state runner-up once or twice, I believe. 
have a couple North Dakota people down at St. Thomas. So congratulations, Gavin. Enjoy the, the St. Thomas Dining Center. Ooh, it's good. It's yeah. real good. Real good. Real good. Uh, our next commit uh, is to Valley City State University from Rugby, North Dakota. Uh, Brooke Blessum. Uh, congrats on, on committing. She's going to do a dual sport. She's going to go volleyball and track. Man, a real athlete. Next on the list, we have Gunnar Alvarado from Williston. He's going to be running at Minot State. We've got a whole lot of Minot State people coming up, so congratulations, Gunnar. Yeah, Minot State sweeping in the North Dakota field uh, this year. Uh, from Center High School, Corey Nagel is also going to be competing at Minot State. I believe she's a thrower, so congrats, Corey. Next on the list from Pemina County North, man, way up in the north eastern corner of the state one of the least densely populated counties in north dakota so there's your fun fact for the episode (laughs) elaine martinez is going to be jumping at minot state so congratulations elaine final commit to minot state from watford city alicia and garcia minot minot got got a good group be interesting to see if they they pick up a couple more I think on their Instagram page, they kept saying, like, lockdown North Dakota. And it sounds like they did just that. And then our final one on this first wave of commits is Avery Murray. Avery's a distance runner from Valley City, and she committed to Northern State in Aberdeen, South Dakota. So one of the last North Dakota people, at least distance runners I remember committing to Northern State, was my high school teammate, Adam Leach part of the 2013 Red River class, and he had a pretty solid career down there in Aberdeen. So excited to watch Avery and see what she does. And hey, special, special shout out to, uh, to Kale and Avery. Both were attendees of the Bison Cross Country Camp, and I think they uh, both came two summers. So not this last summer, but the summer before and the summer before that. So good to see the, the BXC Summer Cross Country crew uh, continuing on running in college. That's exciting. That is awesome. Now, if you have already committed and we didn't get you on the list, uh, make sure you send us a message, send us a DM on our Instagram page so that we know that we can give you a very special shout out. So we'd love to do that. Or if you are a commit uh, coming up, maybe you commit in the next few weeks before Christmas or before the new year, make sure you let us know because we'd love to give you a shout out on the show. So Cam, before we finish up today, I want to ask you one thing, and then I'm going to give my take on it. What advice would you have to kids that maybe didn't get signed this first wave? I know that NCAA keeps doing this like earlier and earlier signing. And if you're somebody out there and you want that opportunity and it just hasn't come knocking yet, what advice would you give to those kids that are listening to the podcast? Keep looking. Maybe you just haven't found the right place. Keep emailing coaches. Keep trying to call them. Uh, I know a lot of coaches are open to using social media through through DMs and stuff, you know, whatever whatever it takes to not just get noticed, but show that you're willing to to do what it takes. And don't shy away from, from any opportunity. Uh, I think it was Fred Curley or somebody posted, each division has its like own opportunity is basically something that he was saying. Uh, and just posted a picture of him. He started at a junior college and now and was an NCAA champ at Texas A&M a couple of years later. So a lot of, a lot of the best athletes got started at, at a lot of different levels. So don't disregard any opportunity. Junior college, community college, D3, D2, 
D1. There's places that are looking for athletes and will care about you as a, as a person and, and your development. So uh, you just got to keep looking and, and give yourself the opportunity that, that you want. I would agree 100% with that. If you want to compete, there is a place for you, whether it's from NAIA, you can even go junior college all the way up to D1, D2, D3, you name it. If you love the sport, go for it. Keep going. Cam and I often say that. Keep going. Keep going. Because there's nothing holding you back. If you love this sport and you feel like you have more to give, do it. Because I've watched people go to schools that most people wouldn't consider glamorous. They make that risky move. They roll the dice. And they go compete somewhere at a really small school that no one's ever heard of. And they end up doing really well. And they might not even transfer up like some people do. They might just stay there because they love it so much. So don't discredit yourself. Don't cut yourself short. If you are passionate for the sport of track and field, go for it. I want to leave you with a, a tweet that I screenshotted, man, years ago. But it was a tweet from J.J. Watt. You, you know who J.J. Watt is, Cam? I've heard of him, yeah. Okay, now don't get him confused with J.J. Thompson. J.J. Thompson's the guy that discovered the electron. J.J. Watt is a all-pro NFL defensive end for the Houston okay. Texans. I will not get them mixed up. Good, because a lot of my chemistry students did earlier this semester. <laughs> now, this is what he tweeted. He said, and if you don't know J.J. Watt's background, didn't get a lot of recruiting, actually hardly got any sort of recruitment and then ended up being really good at Wisconsin. And now he's one of the best in the NFL, but he tweeted annual reminder. And this was on signing day a few years ago, annual reminder that it's not all about how many stars you have or how many cameras show up at your signing. It's what you do. And that's the truth. If you are a recruit heralded or unheralded big school or small school, you've got fast PRs, you've got slow PRs doesn't matter how fancy your signing party is. If you had a cake, if you had balloons. And I'm not saying that if you had those things, shame on you. I'm not saying that at all. It's awesome to celebrate. But if you're a person that hasn't gotten that notoriety yet, you haven't gotten that call, you haven't had a coach reach out to you, reach out to them. Fill out a recruiting questionnaire. I probably filled out 20 of those recruiting questionnaires stretching from North Dakota to Iowa and everywhere in between. And I only heard back from three schools only got invited on two visits and ended up having an awesome collegiate experience. So if you are one of those people that hasn't had that opportunity yet, don't give up, keep going, keep pushing. I promise you, you'll find a spot. And if you have questions, Cam and I would love to help you guys out. So either DM the pod, follow either one of us on Insta, DM us. We'd love to give you some direction. Do I just speak for myself or are you good with that offer too? Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, that just about does it for us today. I hope that you have by now subscribed to the Prairie Track and Field podcast on either the Apple Podcast Store or you've been going to the link in our bio to visit Podbean, our streaming platform. Shout out to them. As we keep establishing ourselves, you'll see us popping up on more and more platforms. But for right now, check us out on one of those too. We would like to give a few shout outs to our sponsors before we end today's episode. First of all, we want to give a shout out to Cedic Run. Cedic Run is the premier running store in Grand Forks. If you have not been there, don't go to the old location. They just moved, moved downtown. And I haven't been to the store yet, but I'm going to be out there for Small Business Saturday. We hope that you are too. Yes, uh, Cedic Run, where life and running intersect.
Second sponsor that we want to give a shout out to is Ragnarok Athletic Club. By now you're maybe asking, what the heck is Ragnarok Athletic Club? And it's just a youth club for athletes that are interested in training track and field more than just during the spring season. If that's something you sound like you'd be interested in, if you want to get a little bit more training, uh, shoot them a DM on Insta. They'd love to hook you up. Cam and I both actually run for Ragnarok. We get to rep the jerseys, so we love it, and hopefully you'll love it too. And finally, our last sponsor, we want to give a shout-out to Draymond Enterprises Innovation Reimagined. That's going to do it for us today. Thanks for listening to the episode, and we will see you next week. Adios.